1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Three,
2: two, one. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you,
3: but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". Six six. We
2: have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. <laughs> St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, The Odyssey, Map, and 1080TheFan.com. Hey, hey,
4: hey. happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend, but I can't hear your responses, so let's check in with the most important man, the other guy with the microphone. Let's go! Swill Darkins! Swill it's swill darkens
3: swill swill darkens what's happening man that's my alter ego oh swill darkens nice will darkens really not so negative will Darkens. like sunny will darkens hey it's going well over here luke i'm taking a look outside though it is a little bit cloudy i'm excited for today are you yes we have a bunch of great content that is heading up here in the next two hours i'm excited to hear your take on it respectfully listen and then provide my take and then perhaps we'll read some thoughts from the text line 503
4: 250 1080. It's a new center and saint, a sunny disposition.
3: <laughs> what if we tried to do that? Just like remarket the show as like, we are just not going to be critical at all. We oh. are going to, we are going to just yeah. really ride the wave of like positive comments about certain things. Like, like certain things could happen. Say, like, Kirk Cousins has a bad game, like uh, during the NFL season. And we're like, you know what? Just one out of. You know what? It's unfortunate that Kirk didn't games. have a
4: great game. But you know what? I was reading an article in uh, Christian Weekly magazine, and him and his wife are just oh. great, great people. Do you know what they did this week? They went down to the children's hospital, and they were taking care of some of those kids down there and just really lifting their spirits. And we know that
3: spirit is the most important thing. Not only that. But look, I think that's a bigger win than on the field. Am I right? You know, who cares what happens in between the lines? Outside of the lines is where the world has lived. Yeah. Yeah. And his wife's got a great pair of jugs. Whoa. um. I'm Ah. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah. It's hard. It's all you can do. It's hard to contain the douchery within me because really. Oh, amen to that. There's a scale of douche. And I am on the annoying, volatile level. Sure. Yeah. I'm on that end. Yeah. But then there's that like. Because that's the high level, right? We're one in 10 10 is the volatile, annoying. 10 is super douche. Yes. Okay. But then, like, you want to be at five because that's the level where everybody is, where they have little douchey parts about them, where, like, they do something annoying or, like, they're kind of just, in a way, you know. eh. Everybody's at a five? So we're saying it's more of an average, then. If you go at a one, that means you're at the level of Kirk Cousins douchery, which is, my, I'm gonna hold my religion up. Wait, is and he religious? Cover and cover is, wait, up the fact he, that I'm getting way overpaid. Is he and then I suck. Wait, yes, is. he is. Oh, is he He's okay. incredibly religious. Now don't you remember? I, I was just I was kind of going, that ah, guy looks like he loves Christ. Oh no, he does. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> they're in a serious relationship. Oh, him and JC. Yes. Okay. Like it is intimate. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't
4: know. I was actually just kind of,
3: and he was the it. guy you remember was using it to cover up the whole, I'm not going to get vaccinated thing. And I'd ah, rather build a massive yeah. plexiglass dome enclosure around myself everywhere I go, than get a shot. I try
4: never to consciously think of Kurt cousins. So all of this information mm-hmm. that I just put out there was accurate, but it was all subconscious. I do not ever in that to start a day, go, Kirk Cousins is doing. What's he up to? Yeah. Now I'm like, there's days where I wake up and think about other quarterbacks. Like, I, I'm i like, I wonder if they're just going to get rid of Deshaun Watson today. Cause that'd be great. I wonder what about Zach Wilson's doing? Right. Oh, I wonder who Zach Wilson is doing right mm. now. Oh, that guy, which moms. That yeah. Guy. What the, uh, the, the meme that you were looking at this morning of uh, the uh, first overall draft pick. And <laughs> instead of Wilson on the back of Jersey said mill Hunter. <laughs>
3: It's hilarious. Now, see, I didn't know that story that and you, you didn't inform me of that today, that apparently he is doing other people's moms. Well,
4: he's doing his mom's friends. So that a lot of people misconstrued the information. So if if anybody like Will Darkins, mm. Super Douche, mm. did not know the Zach Wilson story. So his girlfriend broke up with him and then started dating his college roommate, who also happens to play in the NFL, wide receiver for the uh, Washington Commanders. Well, she put out a post going, oh, well, he was cheating on me and he was sleeping with his mom's friends. And she thought, she's like, gotcha. And everybody's like, dude, you're dating his roommate. You're the worst person. And doing his mom's friends? Kind of awesome. And so then the Twitter response from uh, current and former NFL players was like, I think I'm a Zach Wilson fan now. I like this guy. But the best part of it is Zach Wilson was uh, apparently out of town for the weekend, or decided not to respond until after the weekend, and uh, drops in. a uh, was up in Idaho with the boys. Uh, did I miss anything? And the whole internet exploded with uh, Zach Wilson uh, praise, and then uh, and then his smoking hot ex girlfriend. It turned out not to win that battle.
3: Now is it wrong of me to think because he went to BYU first the first wrong thing because he went to BYU he's Mormon. How many people do you know that went to BYU? One. No, two. Okay. Sukanic and my neighbor. Okay. Either my neighbor or, is a huge BYU fan and I'm not even kidding. Like but, anytime yeah, we he going have an to NBA BYU just, or is he just a big fan cuz he's Mormon. Well, no, cuz he's there's both went there. Okay. And he's told me that and anytime we talk about the NBA, he will attempt to fit in Jimmer Dead. Does he really I am, dead effing serious Ooh. and i have to not be like dude you got to knock that off <laughs> do you think do you think jimmer like do you think he was just too early cuz i mean he could have shot 35 footers yeah cuz seriously he was ahead of his time in yeah. terms of how he was able to do yeah. stuff like we could have a conversation about the trailblazers or kevin durant and it would swing back to like yeah but like do you think i could package him with jimmer so did this guy play football no uh, okay no well, he okay. just went there
4: okay so he's two people that attend the school uh, they are uh, Mormon. Mm. Boy on the football team, I do not make that assumption as readily. Mm. Now, Sukanic was a Mormon, and he, tr- he admits that he tried to uh, follow the faith, but he also admits that uh, it didn't work so well. So I don't know what percentage of them are, I'm going to use air quotes Mormons, and how many of them are just, uh, yeah, we're just here to play football. Get in, get out. So I don't think anywhere is it listed that Zach Wilson, uh, who very much fits the uh, stereotypes of what you would think uh, from an appearance standpoint. His uh, his
3: family looks very much like they are into the LDS faith, but uh, apparently doesn't take it that seriously. Uh, I'm doing more extensive research into Zach Wilson, who before this I felt was undeserving of any attention, but, See, now, this is what I, I'm saying? but now I'm starting to kind of think... Um, Otherwise, yeah. Now I, I kind of want to talk to the guy. Apparently, he took two cheerleaders to prom. Yeah, he did. So, um, yeah, this guy is kind of awesome. <laughs> you know the uh, this is pretty impressive. The dude, that's pretty badass. Can we talk about the uh, that's NFL, high school dude? NFL did you Columbine? ever anything like that in high school? Somebody pulling two chicks to prompt no, and correct. it not being like, they're my friends. It's like, no, like we're going to go to a hotel room later and yeah. things are going to get wild. Well, it sounds like Zach Wilson might be
4: the man, but what I would like to do is, is there a way that we can unearth the NFL draft combine interview tapes? Cause you know what happens every year at the combine? Mm-hmm. Somebody rolls in, has what they think is a really good question. And then like two hours later, the draft guy was like, this guy asked me, like, a super weird question about, like, have I ever slept with any of my mom's friends? Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's one of those things that comes up. I wonder if Zach Wilson was like, it oh, seemed like pretty inbounds questions, and I was pretty <laughs> happy to answer them. They're like, listen, the, I don't know how you're going to fit in in the NFL culture. BYU is not exactly the same as the New York Jets. And he's like, dude, I took two chicks to prom, <laughs> and it wasn't like these are my friends. Yeah. It's exactly what you just said. So was Zach Wilson promoting this Zach Wilson during the NFL combine? That's what I'd like
3: to know. So yeah, because uh, and I'm tracking with where you're going with this is that perhaps he did do that. And the, the NFL scouts were like, this guy's pretty awesome. Well, listen, NFL
4: Twitter <laughs> did exactly that. I'm telling you, like we we all look back and like from from a distance, we're like, hey, BYU guy going to New York. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be destroyed by the media if he's not good. He's not gonna have the confidence to keep up with it. Mm. This guy just popped up out of nowhere. No, dude, this guy was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna focus just a little bit more on football, a little less on chicks for a year. Make the NFL. Right back to chicks."
3: Had of doing that thing. smart. I mean, he did get a, bu- a signing bonus, so. well,
4: but he also got the only like he only had the one good year at BYU, but mm-hmm. he, he's, he, he's different than we suspected. And so, uh, yeah. I don't think people are mad about <sighs>
3: it. Now I have called Zach Wilson, um, a carbon copy of Sam Darnold because oh. I would like to. Uh, I know this is a little sportsy, but I would like to. Uh, <laughs> You're allowed I, to talk about sports here. I would like to claim. There is no.
4: We've been talking about quarterbacks here. Don't pretend this opening segment. Can't be sports. Well, That's I know, but we stupid. were going
3: down some interesting topics here while taking to... two cheerleaders to prom. Okay. Because I swear to you, I've never even heard a story like that before at any high school. Okay. Not, per- I'm sure it's happened before, but oh, like sure. I've personally never encountered somebody wow. who's like, yeah, this guy took two cheerleaders to prom. Well, the
4: story that the version that I've heard is the guy who took two dates away from prom, but one of them was like his buddy, who was like, dude, yeah, I'm never talking to that guy again. He, took, Wait, my he date. took his buddy home. Goes to prom. Oh. Yeah, that that's one
3: too. It's
4: no, interesting. Goes to prom with one girl. Goes home, about himself. goes home with two different oh, girls. Go, okay, yeah, yes. I got it.
3: But like, okay. I and I'm gonna claim this right here, and I am very proud of this take because I stood pat on it and I did not deviate away from okay. my path. Sam Darnold sucks. Yeah. Yes. Pretty accurate. I said this so many times that I go, yeah. that guy's a bust. He sucks. Everybody goes, he just hasn't gotten the right opportunity. I go. Nope, he has. He went to the NFL. He's a starting quarterback. That guy sucks. I'm calling it right now. And I was indignant about it, and now I get to live it up. Okay. It's awesome. Good for you. You're welcome, everyone. Good for you. Sam Darnold has sucked for the greater part of four to five years. Well, but here's here's the other thing,
4: too, is you're telling me if you were given the job as starting quarterback at USC, Mm. with the talent around you, do you think if you kept getting opportunities, like you went out and you're terrible, because Sam Darnold had some terrible moments at USC where he was just chucking interceptions all over the place. But they're like, no, we like we like what he's got. And they just kept him in there. If they kept you in for, let's say you get to play eight games as starting quarterback, mm-hmm. with the mass of talent around you, could you trick people if you only showed them like one game of highlights that you were a pretty good quarterback? Because he had a great Rose Bowl and he had moments. Junior year. But do you think or like sophomore or whatever, but do, yeah, but do you think that just chucking it up to like the best talent that Southern California has to offer? Yeah.
3: You could trick people into thinking you were good. No, well,
5: he no, did. I couldn't. I know he, he did. did because he, he did. was,
3: he was talented enough, mm-hmm. but dude, this is the thing. And I always get this crap from people. Whenever I say somebody in the NFL sucks, they go, well, he made it to the NFL. So he must not suck. Well, of course he doesn't suck on that level no, he d- as an NFL player. <laughs> He sucks. Yes. The so worst. shut up about that. The yes, w- he sucks as an NFL player. Could I do that? Of course I couldn't do yeah. that. If I was a quarterback at USC, dude, it would be a nightmare. Who was that <laughs> guy who had a horrible, uh, what was his name of the NFL? That guy who had, they threw him in, uh, Peterman? Nathan Peterman? Was that the guy that for Denver?
4: Is that like the wide receiver guy? What are you talking Oh, Nathan Peterman. Yeah, yeah. Peterman. Yeah. He had like one play, of the like worst Virginia NFL debuts. Dude, yeah.
3: it would be that times 10 if you oh, yeah. threw me in a quarterback, even, even at in USC. my athletic prime. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you had, if you had to throw like a uh, fullback pass. Oh, you knew. Th- uh, actually, I didn't tell you about this. And I, I haven't really told many people about it. Th- they had a play for that for me against Boise State drawn up. <laughs> oh, really? And they practiced it about four they went, Five, never, never mind. Six times, it got worse every try. <laughs> and dude, it's still in my head as we got close to game day. I was like, man, I can't wait for boy. they call it. No, I was like, I can't wait for them to call that play because I just wanted the chance to throw the ball. I literally couldn't have cared less if it got intercepted. I was like, I just want to chuck that thing. <laughs> And I think on the inside Langsdorf and Riley kind of knew that like each yeah. time I was throwing it, they were like, I think this guy just wants to throw the ball and he doesn't really care about the consequences. He does not care where it goes. He doesn't <laughs> see how far to throw it down the field. Yeah, it was called okay. astronaut. That was the play. Astro- <laughs> it was something taxi because I know that's a pitch. It was something, something North taxi astronaut. And I remember just each time I was like, I'm gonna chug this thing. What was it what was it a deep pass? Was it like a oh nobody'll see this coming? That nah, was about twelve yards. <laughs> no, idea. no yeah, it was it was like a slant. You had no idea how to read Like a real D shallow fan. slant. I think James or maybe Shane was coming across the middle on a real real shallow slant. And it was it should have been wide open because, you know, you look on tape, like everybody moves as you pitch it to me, everybody begins to start to come up. Sure. Yeah. And so you start to open up a shallow lane. So
4: you're just supposed to just kind of toss it over the fucking line. Yeah. Like you
3: remember Tebow would do that.
4: Yeah. Toss it over the linebackers. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yep. 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 A little, little football toss. And then- I decided to take a real big windup and do the, yeah, yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. Can't wait to get that play. And yeah. they're thinking like, Boy, I'm glad we scrapped that play. Fullback, the
4: fullback, oh. uh, a <laughs> little toss there, and they scrapped it. Yeah, I, I I used to run a little scout team quarterback back right. in the day, but yeah. there was times where it was like, uh, I can't read anything. I'm just going to chuck it up. A couple times it worked, and then they kept putting me on a scout team quarterback. It's a blast. It. It's a blast. All right, hey, uh, Blazers championship, you mentioned this. Do you know when the last time the Blazers won the championship in the summer league? I do. When was it? Uh, 18. And what'd they do in the 18-19 season?
3: Uh,
4: didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't didn't Paul Allen die? Whoa, easy. I believe they made it to the conference
3: finals. Oh, yeah. 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 He died that year, right? I don't... When did he die? No, he died after that, didn't he? Paul Allen, dead. Oh, going to be my <laughs> Google you're, search. you're stomping this tease pretty hard. Oh,
4: sorry. Well, I thought we talked about Summer League Mounds. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, we, can yeah, yeah. About we can talk about Paul on dying. I'm on it. It was 18, by the way. Oh, it was 18. Yeah. He died right before they went to the conference finals. Apparently so. Oh.
3: Very tragic.
4: Well, yeah, it was. At least they won that summer league title for him.
3: All right, coming up next. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding.
4: All right, well, this is uh 1080 the fans.
2: The center and the same tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkens on 1080. The fan.
4: All right. Welcome back in uh, your Portland trailblazers have broken a 17 way tie going in. Yesterday there was a 17 way tie for first place in the uh, NBA summer league. Nice. only played four games. Maybe this is a way. Maybe this is the way. That you make the NBA regular
3: season more interesting. Just make it four games. And <laughs> everybody's got a chance. Yeah, I don't think anyone loses out on money. No. Oh, Yeah,
4: maybe. Maybe the ushers at the Moda Center wouldn't like that. But anyways, they played the four games and they are now playing for the championship against the Knicks, who they've already beaten.
3: Nice. So I'm glad we were able to scout this game for tomorrow. Absolutely. Now, have you watched any? Name yet? three players on the Knicks. Uh, they
4: have uh, Quentin McBride. Is that a person? Is that a shot in the dark? That's a, that's a, that's a guy, right? I, no, I don't no, know. It's Miles McBride. It sure sounds like a shot in the dark. Miles, okay, McBride. Miles McBride. Then McBride. Okay. And then the guy is uh, <laughs> Quentin Grimes the other one. There was a Quentin in there. Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Quentin yeah. Grimes, Uh Miles McBride. He's the one that's scoring all the points the guys averaging like 24 points a game in the summer league. Hey, you get four chances out there and you're trying to make an NBA roster. You can go out there and you can score six points a game or you can go out and score 24 points a game. It does make a difference. Uh Keon Johnson playing well for the Blazers. You've got uh Walker is now very
3: exciting. <laughs> Do you have any interest in any of these guys? <laughs> For the Blazers. No. No. Why not? Uh, Not at all. Nothing. Absolutely zero.
4: Damian Lillard won a MVP in the summer league. Oh, my gosh. You're not, you don't put any stock into what this no. means and tr- how it translates. to Of the course season. I
3: don't. Okay. Nothing can be put into stock for the Portland trailblazers besides no, none of these teams. No, nothing. The <laughs> only thing that you can put into stock for the Portland trailblazers now is can you get to the playoffs and can you get past the Western conference finals?
4: I really don't. Last
3: time they won the summer league, they went to the Western conference finals. Will if you are reading tea leaves, I sure hope that happens. Uh, I sure hope they can get over the Western Conference finals. I find it very interesting that so many people are so wrapped up. So many Blazers fans are so wrapped up in the summer league. Because quite honestly, I, I followed this team for a long time. I've literally not seen this much attention paid to the summer league yeah, in dude. quite a while. Well, you don't know and what to And maybe it's just the clamoring be. for the new season, the wanting to see Damian Lillard and all of that. But like the whole idea that you can really get a good look at talent. From Summer League, I just thumbs down that one. The only really? time you can ever get really good indications is if it's somebody is just like stomping on dudes. Like it is domination. Yeah. Like Chet Holmgren in the first two games, I was like, okay, that guy's really good. And okay. Like, He's going to be very, very good. And then what happened in the next two games? I don't think he played either that or he played a couple minutes. He just wasn't as good. Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs>
4: you go, I just you need to good. see
3: a couple dominant performances and I go, that's cool. Uh, Pablo Banchero. Yeah, Magic took his ass out after uh, after two games cuz yeah, they really like, don't need to do anything. This else. guy's really good. I I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with it. We'll check that off the yeah. box. So it, to me it's like I didn't see that from any of the Blazers players in the one summer game that I saw. And then the highlights I watched after that, I was like, yeah, these guys are good. Yeah, that's fine. That's why they're playing for an NBA summer yeah, league. These like, guys are good. That's fine these guys are not going to be the key difference makers that no, will help no, no, the Portland no. trailblazer. And I guess that's but the not reason the why I key like, difference makers and yeah. the
4: difference between having a guy going out and becoming Damian Lillard because he wins a, wins an MVP in the summer league versus having Jabari Walker have a chance to play makes a big difference though. And just going, Hey, if we hit on a second round pick, those are the pieces because you're going to need guys to pick up minutes throughout the regular season. So if you look at a guy and go, yeah, hey, it might be worth putting this guy in the rotation. That's something that's at least interesting. You kind of know what your starting five is going to look like if you're the Portland Trail Blazers, right? You're gonna probably have either Nasir Little or, or Josh Hart playing at three. Dame's obviously your number one. You've got Josh Hart at the three. They've talked about it. Yeah. That's interesting. They ran him out there. Uh Simons will be your your two guard. Uh, J- uh Jeremy Grant will be your four, and Nurk's gonna be your five, right? <laughs> yeah. We know that. But what's the depth that you have? And you look at this and you go, all right, well, we've got a 19-year-old kid out of Colorado that you know has a father that played in the NBA. I didn't know anything about him until he got to the summer league. And you look at Jabari Walker and you go, oh, that guy could be in the front court rotation.
3: Maybe. Cool. That's, that's something that's interesting. But you know something I would be tracking with you here if this was a couple years ago. But I think this team is at such a critical point in its franchise's history that that kind of stuff really doesn't – that doesn't excite me anymore. Like, none of this stuff – you know what really got me excited is when they got Gary Payton Jr. I was like – Gary Payton the second Or second, one But I know. I should know that because alumni. Jeez. Um, that really excited me because I was like, oh, awesome. You mean a proven guard who is defensively minded that I know if I put him yep. in the rotation and that I know sure. if he stays healthy – Will be a massive contributor to this team. If the he stays summer, away from Dylan Brooks, he'll be uh, fine. Well, that. Jeez. But like, even the whole Shaden Sharp thing, I was like, dude, I don't care. This guy's a number seven pick, and you can throw the whole Damian Lillard pick number thing at me. I unless this guy in the first like five minutes of summer league just starts blowing dudes out, like I really don't care. And that didn't happen because well, we played he played six hurt. minutes. Yeah, he, he played six minutes and got hurt. And I was like, well, that's the end of that. I don't need to see more.
4: Yeah. That doesn't really impress me at all. There's there's a lot of guys that won't be on the roster, but the idea of watching summer league and going, cool, our team won. That's nice. I see that there's somebody that can be part of the rotation. Okay. That's nice. Hmm. Yes. But the problem with your assessment of this Blazers team, and this is where it will get exhausting, is you're 100% fixated on the results of this season. Yes. Where yes. they end at the regular season. So what that means is, if there's six games above 500 in December, you're going to be like, this doesn't matter. If they get in the playoffs, if they fall flat on their face, the, the argument that you're making right now, every step along the way can hap- that, that can happen. You, you have a little bit of a mystery with Shaden Sharp. You have no idea what he's going to be, but you have a second round pick that looks like he can make it. And how many times do you have a championship team that doesn't have that one guy that they kind of went, who was this dude? Where did they draft him? And how did he get so good? Is a 19-year-old Jabari Walker gonna be that guy? Probably not. But
3: right now, you go eh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And there's and nothing make wrong a with point. that. Good point. I just I think that what and maybe it's just the narrative that's attached to the team. Maybe it's the narrative that Damien Lillard I think perpetuates when he talks about the team and he talks about the organization. But I think we've all gotten to the point where everything has set up all these actions and all these all this talk and everything else has set up for the fact that this next two years, because that's what Damian yep. Lillard got signed to, which to me indicated well, like... He, he added two more two years R- on okay. to it, so through 26-27. Right, so these next three years are it. This is it. He is basically he is demarcating and saying, after that three years, if we are not at least to the NBA title, I'm out, I'm going to go join the Warriors, or I'm going to go do something that will just... Basically, get me a title or I'm going to go try something else.
4: Well, here's the other here's the other thing that you have to look at, too, is if Jabari Walker, if Shaden Sharp, if Nasir Little, if any of these guys get big minutes or even even moderate minutes and can flash and show something, Mm. they become more valuable in the trade market as well. So you, true. You, you get to the trade deadline and the Blazers are close. Maybe they have an injury. They just need to add something at the end. If you can get Greg Brown out there for eight minutes a game and he has a highlight dunk once a week mm-hmm. during the regular season, somebody goes, Dude, that guy's raw, but he's young. There's a lot of teams right now in the NBA that are building. The good thing for the Knicks playing in this championship game is even though we don't know any of the guys that are playing on that team, they're trying to put together a trade package right now for a guy named Donovan Mitchell, who we know is very good, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have that and you have you know this guy, Miles McBride, who's averaging 24 points in the summer league, and they go... We'll give you Miles McBride and we'll give you three first round picks. They've just saved themselves a the future first round pick. So they're, the, the the watching of the tea leaves and going, if they win a championship in the summer league, they're going to win a championship in real life. That's ridiculous. And I know that I'm being silly when I say that. But at the same time. To you? Yes, quite. Oh, right. But. You have guys that go out there and Keon Johnson goes out and plays well and you have this and you're trying to put together trade packages to make your team a little bit better and get a veteran rotation player to add to what feels to me like as solid a starting five as the Blazers have had in a long time, that you can do that by packaging some of these guys together. So the better they perform tomorrow night, the better it is for the Portland Trail Blazers. Don't be a jerk. I'm trying. I'm trying to be Swill Darkens
3: over here. You are trying to be Swill 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 Darkens. You know uh, what, Luke? You're right. Let's give him a chance. It's all you can do. Jerks. Oh
4: all dang it. you can do. Uh yep, you, you up for it? You up for it? What's that?
3: Talk a little baseball. Sure. Oh. I'll do it. I'm willing to try anything. We once. got the all-star. Really? And I mean anything. Oh. The all-star
4: break is coming up, and the hottest team in baseball is just north of us in Seattle. So uh, let's talk about the 12-game winning streak the Mariners are on after this Sports Center update.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: the sinner and the saint tailgate with luke anderson and will darkens on 1080 the fan all right welcome back
4: in we're gonna try something we don't try very often we can get will darkens engaged in baseball conversation (gasps) what well, uh, this was supposed to be one of those years where all the stars were going to align for a team that has been working for a very long time to reshape their franchise. Jerry DePoto came in, brought in Scott Service as a manager years ago. And they said, guys, this is not going to be a quick transformation. We're going to cut the Mariners uh, squad down to the studs. We're going to try to figure out a way to develop a farm system, get some young guys in here, get some talent around us. And we're going to go out and we're going to win some baseball games. Then the Mariners came out of the gates with expectations sky high. This is a year that they bl- break their playoff drought, the longest in professional sports. And we're going to see the Mariners really kick some A. And then they kind of fell flat on their face out of the gates. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, but right now, hottest team in baseball. The Mariners last night win their 12th straight. Got their first Grand Slam of the year from their only all-star, Julio Rodriguez, the rookie sensation. The Mariners look like they may fulfill all the promise of this season. It's it's We complain oftentimes about we. People often complain about how long the baseball season is, and it takes too much time. But even just right now, you've had almost two separate seasons for the Seattle Mariners, and we're not even until the All-Star break until this week. But they've had a huge swing and now have themselves in the wild card. And it has been awesome. They're doing it with pitching. They're doing it with clutch hitting. They're doing it every way. Everybody on the team is contributing. It's been an absolute blast to watch. Will, are you paying attention at all of what the Mariners are doing?
3: I have take notice. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> I am glad that you set this up with the whole long game thing, because I think there is something to be said about, you know, how baseball like baseball has generally in the past decade getting pissed off at the idea of the, uh, you know, burn it down to the ground theory. The yeah. Marlins. Well, the
4: Astros. Well, the, the, the Marlins are different because they do it after they win the World Series. That's right. Where the Astros. Astros. Yeah, were the, the team, Astros. Yeah, they yeah. were the worst team in baseball. Mm-hmm build up their farm system, and then now they're a perennial contender.
3: And the Cleveland uh, uh, almost they're the the other name, the Guardians, uh, way back when, uh, did something similar to this. And there have been a couple teams that have kind of tried to do this. But Seattle, I would say, is the shining example of the long game. Now, in sports – many teams get very impatient that's not to say that Mariner fans aren't impatient I think they've just gotten used to the idea that the team sucks yeah but there's always been this underlying current in the fandom that was like look just give it a little bit more time because you start to see, you you started to see the farm system build up you started to see contributions from players that were coming up and you started to say like okay it's it's there but not quite yep and now this is seems like the year. That everything is finally coming together because just as you have said before in other sports, that I like to do this that I like to say that, like, look, you need to be great all the time. Baseball teams are not great constantly, there aren't too many Astros out there. And by the way, the Astros cheated. Oh, yes, they did. So, the whole idea that, like, you know, the Mariners needed to maintain this level of greatness is kind of a it's a fib in a way because this is what everything built up to you were exactly correct in this this whole lead up to everything saying that like yes it was the long game we are organizing everything to become good one day
4: well what the other thing that's interesting about this mariners team too is that the the seattle mariners have never been a team that have been small market like they're not Like the the Kansas City Royals. It feels that way, though,
3: which is weird. Well, it does. Well,
4: that's because for two decades they haven't won anything. But the the Mariners haven't been afraid to put money behind something. I mean, they kind of went all in to lure Robinson Cano out of New York. They go and they get Nelson Cruz. They had Felix. They were willing to pay guys, and they were willing to go, but they just had so many swings and misses. And they got so top-heavy where they had these guys where it was like make it or break it every year, and they never made it. They just didn't. So then they didn't have the foundation. They didn't have the pieces to go out and trade. And they made some moves at the beginning of this year, bringing in uh, Jesse Winker and a few other guys and going like, Hey, we're going to go pick up some players from Cincinnati who does operate as a small market team, who was in the playoffs last year and then unloads everybody. But the Mariners have never really been afraid to go out and, and make moves to try to win. They've just done it in such a, I don't know, nearsighted way that they've ended up putting themselves in a bigger hole. And that's been the problem, but they've gotten close so many times, Uh, you know, the entire, the entire time of Felix Hernandez's great career, never got to play in a playoff game, but he had games at the end of the year where they're pitching their one, two games back going into the final days of the season and just could never get over the hump. But now it's, it has that, of man this this is something that is
3: sustainable I haven't seen you wear a Mariners at in quite some time
4: well that's because I always try to go fashion forward and wear one of my uh one of my cool bucket
3: hats or my uh cap. my caps yes your yeah. caps which I don't understand why you do that on a Saturday this is the ultimate day to, to wear an activity uh, a morning sports radio show on the weekend to just wear a crap hat yeah. even though this is not a crap hat this is a nice Ooh, teal what is that color? It's green. No, this is green. This is the, the I don't know
4: why they did this, but they did a St. Patrick's Day edition of all of the Major League Baseball hats, even though oh. they don't really play. It was a, a, a spring training thing, but it's got the mesh back fitted uh, Mariners hat with just See, the, the compass on it. See, I that
3: teal almost. I didn't yeah. even think, and maybe it's just because well, it's of the of Mar- Mar- That's a Mariners color. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe that's just, My mind was tricking me, but it's a quality hat. Yeah. And I think you're supporting your team and that's good. Well, you know, yeah. I had to, I had to get a new hat this year. Uh, it's
4: I was the only other Mariners hat I have right now is uh, like the 2016 All-Star Game hats that they put out.
3: Yeah, I'm not a fan of getting apparel that is related to a very specific event.
4: Oh, I still like the hat. I have no problem with yeah. that. Just it's just very old. I mean, now it was so 16. Yes, that's uh, yeah. six
3: years old. So. The last event-related piece of clothing I had was actually a hat. It was the Sun Bowl hat. Oh. Remember that old hat I had? It was a yes. 75th Brute Sun Bowl yeah. thing. After that, I was kind of like, I don't want to wear clothing that's related to an event.
4: Uh, see, you used to make fun of my uh, Pac-12 2011 championship jacket. I did. And guess what? That's going to be a collector's item now that the Pac-12 <laughs> is no more.
3: <laughs> Actually, so. that's true. It yeah. probably will be. You, you can watch sell it mouth. on eBay.
4: Anything you have from your playing days that have the Pac-12 emblem on them. You, you played the Pac-12, yeah. I played in both. Oh, you did. It mm-hmm. was right around that time. Okay. Yeah. So you played the pac 10 and pac 12. Yeah. Well, it's back to the pac 10. Just the schools are different. So, uh, but yeah, hang on to all that apparel with pac 12. Cause we may never see that
3: again. I guess. Would anyone care? Would it get a lot of money? What's that? The like, pack like sold like pac 12, 10 specific stuff. Game one pack 12 undies. I think people, I think people will be oh, into that. So it has like the emblem on it.
4: Nope. <laughs> nope. But I wore them in the pack 12.
5: <laughs>
3: And that night I drank a twelve packs. So uh, a lot of sentimental stuff going on here. Yeah,
4: there you go. Uh, all right, before uh, before we get too far into this, uh, Mariners, great. We're all very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summer is, the summer is infinitely better when your team is good. And now I feel like I have to make a couple more trips up to Seattle to watch games because the cool thing is T-Mobile Park, what used to be Safeco Field. Man, when you finally do get a moment where like something is going on, it is a very, very cool place to watch a baseball game. So if you get the opportunity to to run up the freeway and go check out a Mariners game, they have the Astros after the All Star break, I believe. That's right. So, yeah, <laughs> of course it is. Uh, so yeah, maybe get up there and uh, and catch a series, support the M's. Uh, but right now we need to get to uh, Good versus Evil, so we'll do that next. Sinner and Saint on
2: 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080
3: The Fan. That was a complete clarion call, canary in the coal mine, whatever you want to say, what they were doing. And no matter what they've
4: said to other teams, no one has ever not believed they were going to trade both of them if they could. I mean, you're not going to trade him for nothing. And then they get a giant haul for Rudy Gobert, and now they want a giant haul for Donovan Mitchell.
3: There's what an Arby's double beef and cheddar meal would look like if a scientist somehow brought it to a sentient existence, Brian Windhorst. The Jazz have now changed their tune on Donovan Mitchell and are listening to trade offers for the All-Star guard. The 25-year-old averaged 26 points per game for Utah team. Last season, that won just 49 games and got bounced by the Mavericks in the first round. He now could be following... COVID Gobert and Quinn, I swear I don't do Coke Snyder out the door. What kind of package does Mitchell garner on this trade market?
4: Well, it's so hard because the, the market's been inflated by Rudy Gobert and what they got from him, but they unloaded a bunch of players they didn't want and then gave them draft picks for taking them. So the idea that uh, the the giant haul that was given, uh, it's, it's interesting to see because I don't think that they have any interest in getting players back. Right now, it feels like Utah is going to throw this season out the door. So I assume that the package that they're gonna get is going to be something similar, where it's gonna be a bunch of guys you never heard of and three or four first round picks.
3: Pretty good. That's my guess. Here's go- the psyche of DeAndre, De, De, uh, DeAndre eight. This relationship is over soon as he signs the contract. That's how his psyche is going to work, and this is me speaking for me. You ask wow. me, how would I he feel if he now had to go out and get somebody else to give him an offer? There's Jalen Rose seeming to forget where he is on his own show for a couple seconds. This week's Sun Center, DeAndre Ayton agreed to a max four-year, one hundred thirty-three million dollar offer sheet from the Pacers. The Suns matched it within uh, a couple minutes because Phoenix matched the offer sheet they have till January 15th to move him for a player like, say, Kevin Durant. Considering Durant has vocalized Phoenix being a trade destination he would like to go to, do you think it's all but certain now? I Kevin he, Durant to Phoenix.
4: Did I have this back? Because I thought he couldn't be traded until January 15th and they had to have oh, approval. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's it's such a weird thing because you assume at some point. Uh, that this relationship will end in a giant, fiery ball of uh, Phoenix Suns basketballs. But right now, there's, there's not a lot of better options than having DeAndre Ayton center for you. Yes. This guy doesn't really care about basketball that much, but he's still a machine out there. I think sometimes you have to reconcile Monty Williams that you have different personalities on your team and not everybody is, is trying to be the next Kobe like Devin Booker. Not everybody's trying to finally do something to have a legacy like Chris Paul. Some guys just show up and they're like, I'm kind of bigger, stronger, and quicker than everybody at my position. And I'm just going to go out and get 15 and 10 every night. And if you leave me alone so I can play my video games, I'll show up and do it again tomorrow. Now get off my case, you jerk. That's who he is. Just leave DeAndre Ayton alone. Let him go out and be one of the most productive centers in basketball. And then have everybody else try to win you the game at the end. And don't worry about that guy. He's awesome because he's a freak athlete. He's not awesome because he cares about basketball so much. The only reason he plays is because somebody walked up to him in junior high and says, hey, are you 6'8 already? Have you thought about playing on the basketball team? He's like, no, you should, I guess.
3: Leave DeAndre alone!
5: We're open for business, and we are going to
3: explore any and all opportunities to create value to build the brand and the business of the Big 12, and I'm very excited about. Obviously, what's at the forefront right now is realignment. And that is truly something that I'm focused on. There's a guy with a pointless job, Brett Yormark. He was named the Big 12 commissioner on June 29th, one day before USC and UCLA made the stunning announcement they were going to join the Big 10, setting off a massive second wave of realignment in as many years. Should he push harder to attract Oregon and Washington or the other remaining Pac-12 misfits? Uh, No, 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 no. Well, no, it's multiple choice. You can't just say no. I know, but he shouldn't do,
4: shouldn't do any of those things. Uh, right now, what they need to do is engage in conversations instead of with school presidents and school chancellors. Is go and talk to the networks. Go and talk to anybody that broadcasts football. If you want to save your league, your your conference. You need to make some money. The whole thing is right now, I would probably be talking to the commissioners of the SEC and the Big Ten before I did that and go, hey, listen, we might not get as much money. Can we try and see what it sounds like if we do a united front and go, hey, Fox, we'd like to sell you all of college football. Tell me when we stop. Here are the football teams that we have. We've got uh, Ohio State, uh, Alabama. We know you want those. Yes, that's great. All right. What if we get into schools like uh, how about Oklahoma State and Baylor? Are you interested? Oh, good. Still good. How about Oregon State, Wash State? No. All right. There's the cutoff line. Here's the package that we're putting together. They need to get somebody to try to unite college football instead of everybody going, I'm looking out for these 12 schools and these 16 schools. I'm looking out for these. Who's in charge of college football right now? Who? Money. Thank you. So so put somebody in charge of going, hey, we want to connect money with these teams. Unite, you dummies. And not under a Big 12 flag. The Big 12. Big 12. Everything's bigger down Big here. Big 12's moving from 10 teams to 14 teams. Okay. Awesome.
3: It it's a, it's a conference of, of tradition.
4: No, it's
2: not.
3: Get out of here, barf. Wasn't Colorado in there?
4: Yeah, they used to be. Yeah. And then they left. <laughs> so was Nebraska, and they went to the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah I whatever.
3: That. Get out of here. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Springfield, Illinois. Your headline: Man files lawsuit against Bass Pro Shops, saying that they refuse to honor a lifetime warranty on socks. Yeah, for the lifetime of the socks. I don't know how lifetime warranties work. Hence why I bring this up. Kent Slaughter. Yep. Great name. Says Bass Pro has uniformly misrepresented to consumers that its apparel product, redhead lifetime guarantee all-purpose wool socks, is sold with a lifetime guarantee. The lawsuit states that at one time Bass Pro would re- replace the socks with a free replacement each time the socks would wear out. But that Bass that but that <laughs> now Bass Pro replaces the socks with a new, different pair of socks <laughs> that only comes with a limited 60-day warranty. <laughs> Wait, wait 60 days 60 days come on
4: socks gonna last longer than 60 days i guess if you don't take them off i don't know what's the longest you've ever worn a pair of socks
3: well consecutively yeah oh man two days
4: yeah i might have without taking them off for anything oh yeah yeah like, see kids. that's what i'm saying yeah, right? yeah that's what i'm with you that's what like, i'm saying I'm
3: not, once i take a pair of socks off to shower. Yeah, they're, they're not going done. back on. I'm yeah. not putting them back on. 100%. So, yeah, I two days maybe when I yeah. just didn't shower one day. Yeah,
4: like, and how many pairs of socks do you own?
3: <sighs> 12.
4: 12 pairs of socks and you rotate them out every couple of days. Yeah, 60 days. You're only wearing those socks like three times.
3: Four times. Yeah, why wouldn't they just give him his money back if they broke? Here's a pair of socks, dude. Yeah. Sorry you broke your socks. Well, not only that, like I have a question for Well, how
4: much do the lawyers cost and how much would it cost to give that guy a dump truck full of socks? I'm
3: sure it's a family lawyer. Probably saw this and the was Bass like, Bass Pro oh, Shop we
4: can... family lawyer. Well, no, I mean no, like no, the... this guy, I'm with this guy and he's oh, fine. Oh, dude, I you see. said their lifetime warranty. Yeah. I'm saying Bass Pro Shop. Right now we're talking about them being terrible for not honoring this guy's warranty. Mm. But like if he goes, "Hey, I need these socks." And they're like, "All right, dude. How many
3: how many pairs do you need?" Yeah. Like just could have gone take, away. Just take them and go away. But like here's my question. And I want to ask people this too on the text line 503-250-1080. Have you ever made good on a lifetime warranty? I literally have never made Ooh. good on a lifetime warranty Ooh. for anything in my life. Ooh. And I've bought things with lifetime warranties. My washer and dryer has a lifetime warranty. I it's not broken yet, but quite honestly, if it did break, I'd kind of go. Yeah, and I'm. I'm guessing it's gonna break in, <laughs> like in like 12 years. I'll probably buy another one. But it's a lifetime. It's a limited parts too. It's like the drum of your washer yeah. will
4: never break. Like the electronic components in it. Yeah, they wear out. It's. It's yeah. not. It's not universal. The one thing that I go back again and again and get replaced is the screen protector on my phone. So I do not use a case on my phone. I just put the little. Uh, That's not smart. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome advice. I just put the screen protector on it and then, uh, and then it breaks up and gets all shattered and I have lines through to whatever I go in and get a clean one probably every three months,
3: but yeah, they, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You get a new screen every 3 months? No, the screen protector. Oh, the protector. <laughs> the, the, there's uh, okay. a little
4: the little screen protector <laughs> I was about that to goes say, on.
3: "Dude, I think you need a case."
4: <laughs> no, no, I've had to get a new screen. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. But the little screen protector says it has a lifetime warranty and and, you know, it w- they'll replace it for free. Yeah. And it guarantees that your screen will not break on your phone. So, yeah, I've I've dropped it off the second story of my house. And uh, and the thing shattered. And then I just went in and got a new one. But I do that. That's the one thing that I replace with the warranty all the time. Gets a little frayed on the edges. Yeah, we're going to go get a new one.
3: I'm not going to lie to you, and I do judge people for this, like many things. Yeah, you judge people for just about everything. Yeah. If you have a cracked, scratched screen, uh, I'm kind of like, okay, fine, it happens. Yeah. People with cracked screens on their phones. I understand it costs a lot of money to replace that phone. Yeah. But the other part of me too is thinking like why is your phone screen cracked? And then if I start to do a further evaluation of the person I go, you dropped that when you were drunk, didn't you? What? Just oh, admit it. You dropped that, when you, dr-
4: you drop that no, when you were drunk. No, you definitely dropped that when you were drunk. No, no. When I get drunk, I have to I have to lock up my phone because otherwise I'll drunk dial just about everybody I know. I can't be doing that. No,
3: you won't. Phone's oh have you never? I've never. I've never gotten a drunk dial from you. because the but system But that probably works. indicates a lot. The system
4: works. <laughs> system works. I'll, I guarantee you that before before I put in the system, there was a couple drafted to Mister Darkens that yeah. were totally inappropriate.
3: You know what? I've been wanting to say this for a while. But your ass looks good in those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? You always go <laughs> that direction, don't you? You always go that direction. Yeah. Well, I don't have a lot in the. uh in the old comedy uh, tool belt. Yeah, well, you know that's kind of. I do it, it works, and it doesn't even work that well. No, it doesn't. Usually, <laughs> it makes people question
4: your sanity. <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? What? Let me ask you a question. What is wrong with Will? Ugh. I get that question at least, at least six times a week. Whoa. Yeah. Why and haven't they just reached out to me? Well, it's. It's it's listen- that's a lot. Listen- I, when I do my, listen- I'm going to
3: assume three of them are people asking you the question again. There's no way there's more oh, yeah. just different people. No, no, every no. Time. there's probably seven people that ask like
4: three times a month. Okay, but yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of repeat questions. Mm. I was listening to show again on Saturdays, and I must I must reiterate the question. What is wrong with that guy? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But it's a pretty regular thing. But I also do a lot of fan forums, you know. I go out to uh, uh, Fancon. I meet a lot of fans. They dress up in costumes. They come out. I spend a lot of time with the fans. You don't. More of a recluse. What costumes are they wearing? What do you mean? I. They dress up like us. Oh. Yeah.
3: That's frightening.
4: Yeah. Maybe you should come sometime. You're always, you're always welcome. I mean, it's literally just me. Like There's no other fan host there. It's just me in uh, in my shed that I built from Home Depot. And I just invite people in, but
3: around 503-250-1080 Columbia sportswear rain jacket on number four no cost that's, that's pretty good what's what is that on uh, a lifetime warranty but what do they do they replace it yeah I guess so that's All right. that's, that, that's
4: good some of that Columbia doesn't quite fit right for me well no, you don't what it like it yeah it just I never I have a f- couple pieces of Columbia apparel mm. never quite fits right I love Columbia apparel I'm actually You're wearing, wearing it right now right it's right now? just yeah. Columbia in giant letters on yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but you know what? There's certain things like that. Nike shoes, yeah, don't fit quite right. Mm. You yeah, know, My feet are not shaped uh, the same way as uh, whatever mannequin they use to build shoes
3: for the Nike feet. Have you tried Vans and then convincing people you skate?
4: No, but that's your mouth.
3: <laughs> no, works pretty well. No, you know me.
4: Chucks and Adidas. Oh. All right, so, uh, hey, what do you want to talk about in hour two to start things off? Would you like to talk about NBA free agency, Mm -hmm. or would you like to talk about the Houston Texans? Oh, the Texans, please. Okay, Texans next. Center and Saint to the Fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.